Hey everybody, and welcome to the Doctors of Writing Virtual Roundtable, where we, three doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we're putting on onto our feet. On onto our feet, okay. Um, it's getting late. Anyway, today on the docket is the Reebok Symmetros, a new daily trainer from them, a higher stack shoe. A um, couple of quick specs on this guy before we jump into our reviews. We've all been able to bring this shoe now through the paces, and we're excited to talk about it. This shoe um, is, again, it's a new daily trainer from them. It's weighing in for men's at 8.6 ounces, um, and it has a 9-millimeter drop. Um, if you listen to our previous episode, you heard a little bit from Casey on how they decided to keep kind of the platform similar to what the Forever Flowrite Energy has with the 9mm drop, but just put a little bit more stack underneath. And it also has the Floatride Energy Foam, which is an expanded PU, right? EPU uh, yeah. foam. Yeah. Yes, it's getting late. Maybe I'll minimize my talking during this episode. <laughs> Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Anyway, so let's uh, let's dive in. Let's talk about the fit of this shoe. What did you guys think of the upper, uh, the heel, all that stuff? Um, pros and cons. So it does fit a little bit more snug than at least I felt initially. Um, I definitely was having just felt I definitely felt a little bit of the heel counter. There's no, there's none of that on the outside, so this actually expands pretty nicely. But I could feel this just a little bit. But honestly, within half a mile, that disappeared. Um, even wearing thick socks, I thought I was going to, I felt that pressure. I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to fit too short. And it's fine. It seemed the upper again runs just a, just a little bit more on the snug side for me, but still disappears after, after like half a mile or so. And it's very comfortable. Yeah. For, for me, I thought, if I, I thought it fit true to size. Hmm. Um, I agree with the toe guard up front. Um, very minimal on the sides. I didn't really feel it up front. I thought that it fit pretty well overall. The main thing for me that I was a little concerned about, and I was curious to see your thoughts on it, but then we talked about it and it wasn't really a problem, but was that kind of rigid heel counter right on the side, on the posterior part? Yep. And that one part though, that did, I think disrupt me a little bit, but this was after long miles. It was not during any kind of normal daily mileage type of runs was that uh, that extension on the counter that goes into the midfoot. I don't know why. I would feel a little bit of pressure right on that uh, after like 10, 11 miles of running in it. Um, on the medial side or lateral side? Medial side. Yeah, on the medial, medial side. side. So for our listeners, medial means the inside uh, for most people, like right in there. Um, besides that, I mean, I thought it fit pretty – dang well i thought it was awesome and that was not a deal breaker by any means i actually i actually did enjoy that by the way the the and i'm the the guy who needs a little bit more stability i did enjoy the fact the counter came a little bit more forwards and i think that helped stabilize me a little bit more and surprisingly despite the again sometimes when these heel counters only come up halfway 
as David mentioned, that can, that has given me problems in the past, but there's so much cushioning up front here. It totally offsets it. And I didn't even notice the heel counter. So it's super comfortable. Yeah. I, you know, I would say true to size as well. I think that it is a little bit more snug. I mean, it lock, I think the, sh the, the upper locks down really, really well. I think the, in, in comparison to kind of the forever float red energy line, those seem to be a little bit longer. Um, this one was not, this is definitely not on the longer end for me. It was true to size. I didn't have any issues there. The one thing that I, I did feel the heel counter has, um, sorry, not the heel counter, but the inside there's, there's like a padded rim. Um, and in step and feel, I could kind of feel that rim just above uh, the calcaneus or the heel bone. Um, but once I got running, it didn't bother me at all, but just sliding the shoe on, I could kind of feel that pushing a little bit cause it's padded up top. Yeah. And then from on the bottom, I could feel that transition in standing, but not when I was running. I did think it was the most breathable upper that they yeah. uh, have between their Definitely. trainers. I like, I thought I liked the Panthea upper or Panthea, but I really liked how breathable this upper was. It was it's simple. It's really airy. Um, and then it locks down super well. So I, I really thought it fit well for me. Um, and it expands well through the, through the toe box as well, because even when I took it 18 miles yesterday and um, any sort of swelling expansion of the foot, I had no problems at all. No hot spots, no irritability. I think the other thing that's interesting about the fit is there's the sock liner that they put in here has a little extension up the medial side, which almost acts like kind of an EVA rim. It's not that it's not as firm as the rims you see on like Hoka shoes or whatever, but I was wondering too, David, if that's what you ended up feeling was that rim from the, from the, from the sock liner. Um, I didn't know which one it was going to be. Yeah. And I was trying to figure it out too, because for me, it wasn't something immediate. I only felt it after I'd been on my feet for quite a while. Sure. And it would be like, it had to be over 10 miles for me to notice it. And I, I really don't know, but the upper does breathe super well. I mean, I did a 10 mile run, I think in like 98 degree weather and it was just fine. Sweet. And like, yeah. So overall, yeah, I was super pleased. I, I've been trying to figure that out. Yeah. Whether it's the liner or that extension on the counter, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Slightly off topic. But the navicular region. Yep. Sorry, Dave, didn't mean to almost cut you off. The uh, tongue is also locked in. Um, there's a, it's almost, it feels like a sock that the, the tongue is not going to shift around on people. It is connected down to the midsole. So, um, is really comfortable. And for those of you who do like running sockless, I have had zero issue running in these. So I have taken those on uh, several miles by now and has not bothered me at all. So be careful if you haven't done that before, but it's been, especially the heel collar is, is very comfortable against skin. What's your or people's inspiration for running sockless? I've, I've never one thought, mm, I really want to run sockless today. You know, ironically, the first time I did run sockless, it was a horrible experience. It was in college and I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't really run cross country in high school. And uh, one of the upperclassmen was like, yeah, I just, I don't, I always run with my cross country spikes without, without socks. And so I did it in a white pair of uh, cross country flats and uh, they turned red very quickly. Oh uh, no. But, however, for whatever reason, because maybe I'm an idiot, I kept testing it out. And uh, I don't know. It's just sometimes it, just having a little less, it's a little less burn on the foot. I, I don't have a good explanation. But um, 
those, especially those in the triathlon world can speak to this a lot better than I can, especially being able to transition. So that is one area. Uh, That's one true. Group. Yeah, that makes sense. What I do doesn't make any sense. I'm just like, I wonder if I can do this without socks. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I could feel the ground a little better, but I stopped doing it pretty quickly. Like in high school, there, there was an old track spike called yeah. the Brooklyn Wire, and I would run were, in the yeah, my, my yeah, it was awesome. Bike. Yeah. And I, I would run in the Brooks wire sockless with no problems. And then I went to college and I got the Adidas Avantis and it was a phenomenal spike, but I tried to run a 5k sockless in it. And yeah, same thing. Thankfully the shoe was already red. Yeah, that was good. But, but it stained red on the red. So maybe there's something, <laughs> maybe there's something to be said, you know, you have the meta racer that has kind of that airflow pocket in the front. Right, yeah, so they're like, if you, cool, if you cool the foot, you can have a lower whatever expenditure. Maybe that's part of it too. It's, it's subconscious, but that I didn't think that deeply. Anyway, <laughs> you think, think about it. what you put on your feet. You don't think about what you don't put on your feet. Exactly right. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, um, let's let's I, move into I think the most exciting part of this shoe. Yeah. The, you know, the the ride. Let's kind of combine ride with stability. Let's talk about both those together. All right, I'll, I'll jump in there that, um, again, their, their foam is awesome as usual. It's not, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not the same as the Pan, Panthea. So they're, Nathan, no, the same as using. the Forever Footride Energy. Right, so it's the Energy Foam, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is great. Um, there's more of it than any of the other shoes, so it's kind of a little bit more on that trainer um, borderline, almost getting to that maximum level, but more of a traditional trainer. Um, they did something very different with this shoe and they beveled out the heel and they actually put a lot of research into figuring that. So there's about a 17 degree heel from remember Casey saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, that'll vary obviously depending if I on sizing and stuff like that, but the it's super smooth. Um, I'm very sensitive to these things because I'm a pretty significant heel striker. So I love the pan Panthea or Panthea, but this can get a little bit much for me at times. Um, although I'm going to wear it down and see what happens. Um, this was super smooth and I saw this and I was like, Hey, there looks like there's also like a posterior heel flare, even though they beveled it, it didn't cause any issues. And honestly, the way that they set it up and the, the angle at which they set it up, it, it, this provides a super smooth ride. The toe spring is also really well done. So it just, you've got it like a mild rocker effect without being extreme. And there's still some good flexibility in the sole too. So they did, the ride is really smooth. And it's really a long distance trainer. It can handle uh, workouts. And uh, I think like, like long runs or te like tempos are, are fine, but it's really a long distance trainer. And I was really surprised how smooth it was and how long I could keep going in this shoe. And the other thing is it's stable. I did not, I thought this was going to be unstable. I, I'm looking at the foam. I'm looking at kind of the setup. And I'm like, that's, you know, it's going to be kind of a narrow last. It's not going to be safe. I've had no issues. It felt like I didn't notice it was there. So the bevel, the way it's set up, I think part of the groove might help just a little bit. The way that the counter is set up, it's a, it's a, it's a surprisingly stable shoe, and I'm very impressed by it. Yeah, I, I loved, uh, I loved the ride of the shoe. Um, you know, just looking at this bevel too. I mean, a simple test you can kind of do when you're looking at shoes and the kind of bevels they have is, I wish I could put it flat on my table so you could see it, but I can't. But what I'm trying to do here is looking at what's the lowest point of, of the bevel right. and does that lowest point sit underneath the, the heel bone, the calcaneus, right. or is it posterior or behind it? Cause if it's behind it, that's where you're going to get that 
the effect of the posterior heel flare where it's going to increase some of those um, torques around the ankle that you have to control. So, you know, you look at a, as a shoe like this, oh my goodness, the heel sticks way back out, but that bevel, the lowest point is, is below the, the foot. So you're, you're in good shape there. They did a great job with that. And I, I love, I love the forever float rate energy version one, like version two better. Um, and I, I like this shoe even more. I think if, if I was to compare the two in terms of kind of what utilization, I would, what would I use them for? Again, this one I just took for 18 miles yesterday. I, I honestly couldn't, I can't just contribute it to the shoe only. Um, obviously, I'm not like controlling variables, but my legs felt great. And I've been having, on average, higher mileage over the last three weeks. Um, anyway, so I started the run tired, but I, I felt really good through the whole run. The shoe felt like it had plenty more, excuse me, underneath it to keep going. Um, but like Matt said, you know, this for me would be the long distance trainer, um, but can also handle short runs. Like you don't, you don't need to, you know, take this thing 18 miles to make this shoe worth it. You can take it five, 10 miles and it can, you know, compared to the forever float rate energy, it's a little bit heavier, but it's only 8.6 ounces for me in my size nine. That's still super light. So, you know, for people who are like, you know, I, I want to run pretty fast. I want to run a faster marathon. I don't know if I need to buy a racing shoe. Like this is a shoe that's going to run a, a good marathon for you. Um, this is, might be the shoe that I run my quote unquote virtual marathon this fall. And I might end up just taking this one out. Um, depending on where I, especially if I run it through our trails in town here. So um, this uh, just longer utilization, whereas the float rate energy can do, you know, those, you know, daily miles can also be a little bit faster, but it also, I always found it flattened out around like 13 to 15 for me. Um, and I didn't want to bring them further. Whereas this one, like I said, I did 18. I'm going to, I plan on bringing it for some longer runs too, as I keep my training going this thing's going to be just fine. Yeah. And I, I agree with everything you guys both said, so I'll probably keep my section a little short on this one. But I like that we're combining ride and stability because I think they're so intertwined, especially in this model, because stability doesn't just mean post it, lock something out, and prevent motion. This actually facilitates motion in a linear pattern and a fluid way. And so... Um, my main thing looking at the ride, it's, it's like a slight rocker, like you said, but it's not so exaggerated to the point where you feel like you're falling off of it in any situation. You can walk around in it and you can run in it. Um, I think that, I mean, we talked about it earlier, like that midfoot section for me probably would be like the, the area where I'm a little hesitant on as far as stability goes. But everything else was super good. I mean, the heel was crazy stable, super fluid. I think that, um, what do we call this here, like a groove? Yeah. That guides through. I don't know if there was some kind of force collapse or torque, like alteration in terms of landing and transferring, but it made the drop less noticeable, and it did make that midfoot transition nicer. And then you have that slight toe-off on the toe spring there, and it just, it's just fluid, and it just feels so good when you're running on whether on either fatigued legs or easy legs or fast and it's just it's just very smooth 
and rhythmic and it's not necessarily aggressive in any way but it's just very just very smooth that's probably the the, the word i would use i think in terms of like the speed um the the way that this performed for me on tempo runs um is similar kind of to how the Rincon did where um it didn't like push me forward like it wasn't like go faster go faster but it, it kept up with anything. It didn't feel like it was weighing me back. The weight is really well distributed. It's a light foam. Um, and I guess I should say this. In my experience, float rate energy foam feels better at mile 25 than it does at zero. Like the, it takes some time for it to feel its best. Um, it just, it gets a little, just a little bit softer because it starts pretty, I don't know, it starts kind of firm and then really softens up and gets bouncier by the time you get in a little bit. I think, yeah, I would definitely agree that it feels better as you keep going. And so the shoe kind of has to warm up with you a little bit. It's still a great ride warming up. Um, but to echo on Nathan's point, I think this is a great marathon shoe for a lot of people. Because not everybody's going to be handled this, handle the super aggressive uh, racing flats that are out there right now. Even the really cushioned ones. There's a lot of components to those racing shoes that really are not appropriate for a large portion of the population. And so you guys need to, you know, educate yourselves and know that just because there's some marketing coming at you doesn't mean the shoe's appropriate for you, right? Every shoe's a tool and you're gonna match it to you. I still think that this this ride and I'm not, you know, is really conducive to a nice, smooth, good mechanics that I think are just gonna work for a variety of people. And you don't have to have the lightest possible shoe to go a marathon distance. Sometimes you need a little bit more cushion. There is, you know, there's some evidence to suggest that yes, for every you know, 100 grams lighter, you save 1% efficiency, but there is a turnaround point where all of a sudden that starts going the other way if the shoe's too light. And this shoe is really meant to go long, and I think it is lighter weight. It's 8.6 ounces. Back in the day, that was super light for a racing flat. So even today's standards, that's, this is a lightweight trainer. It's got enough cushion to be a trainer, but it's light enough to take faster miles. So for those, again, looking for a long distance or marathon shoe for the masses, I think this is well worth looking into. And again, super impressed with the bevel, um, the effort that was put into this, uh, even the durability, right? I think we're going to talk about durability next. I have close yep. to 100 miles on these, and I have barely been able to make a dent in the sole. And uh, that's pretty significant. Matt, I've said this before, but yeah. Matt has, has sent a guy in our clinic his old shoes that yeah. have like 40 miles on them. And you can't, you can see the, he's exposed EVA underneath cause you just ripped through them. So you have a hundred, you said hundred miles. Yeah. I've got like, I think it's like 98 miles on these right now to be at like totally accurate, but yeah, like I'm barely seeing and the lugs are still there. These actually do fairly decent on, on well-groomed trails, by the way, I wouldn't like, like not aggressive stuff, but yeah, again, I'm really impressed with the durability of these two and the foam, this stuff lasts forever. Right. You want to talk about people getting excited about super foams? Like, don't, this is one of them. Like, this does really, it's really good. The energy foam is awesome. David, you got anything on durability? Uh, 10 out of 10. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, everything that Matt just said, I mean, the foam is crazy durable. It's, I mean, it's just going to keep going and going, and it might even get better as you go. Um, it's got some bounce to it. It does start a little firm. I agree with Nathan, but once you break it in over a couple miles, I mean, it's delightful. Like it's, it's really nice. And then the outsole, I mean, I don't, you know, destroy my shoes, but with, I have a little over 40 on mine and I, I don't even think I've scratched it. Like yeah. 
nothing even cosmetic. It looks brand new. So. Yep. Yeah. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, so would you guys say, you know, in terms of areas of improvement for this shoe? Both you guys talked about the fit maybe being a little bit, I mean, true to size, but maybe a little short. So yeah. would that be kind of the area of improvement you'd, you'd dial, dial in on? Yeah, I just, I would dial in that forefoot just a little bit. It, it works well. It's great. And it, it, again, like, like the foam, it feels better the longer you go, but I would just see if you can dial that in a little bit, but I also have a really sensitive forefoot. So that might just be me. David, what do you think? You know what? I think it might be that liner you were talking about. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out this entire time. And well, because I had the same thing in the Panthea. Like it was it was less so in the Panthea, but I'm wondering. Yeah, the same mesh that attaches that to that uh tongue. Yeah, so that's if anything, that's more like the anterior the front of like the midfoot beginning to become forefoot region yeah. you know, right in there. And that might be where I was getting that little bit of pressure in there. But I don't know if that necessarily is just me. Like that might just be me and then everyone else is fine. But um, yeah, but that also kind of funnels into the toe box. So maybe if they can refine the fit in the forefoot and the midfoot to forefoot transition, maybe that those small little touches might make it even more pleasurable. It's already a pretty good upper overall. I, I was going to say, I, I love the upper. So I was like, don't, yeah. but don't change it a lot. You know, but that's yeah. obviously every foot is different. So for me, it, it was perfect. Um, yeah. I'd say the, the one thing for me that I kind of talked about that rim of yeah. uh, cushion behind, behind the heel in the, in the counter here, just smoothing that out a little bit, maybe making it a little bit less, aggressive or extending down to the to the heel um just that i could i just could feel that transition in the beginning but again it didn't bother me when i'm running so and for those, really those who are concerned don't worry we have promises from casey our, our reebok contact that they're not going to make crazy crazy changes these they will make small adjustments to try to keep people on on board so don't worry yeah. they won't change your favorite shoe I I think the the shoe that people have probably run in most when it comes to Reebok yeah. is the original uh, Forever Float Ride Energy shoe. Yeah. Um, one of the problems that I know I had with it, my my sister has had with it, is that the the heel counter dug into the Achilles and actually created some some issues um, from a rubbing standpoint. Version two fixed that. David just held it up yeah. um, where they kind of created that. Um, I don't know, elf ear or whatever people want to call it. They have the same kind of same idea here where this, you know, this isn't going to contact the Achilles at all. Just kind of pulls, pulls away. But I know Matt's sensitive to the Achilles too. Yep. So just a really sensitive you know, guy. I am sensitive. 
That's great. So what else do you guys got? Any other big things you want to hit on this shoe? Highlights? Um, touched on it. Other than I do like this. This seems to, you know, get, we found out this is just an EVA component to this, and that seems to stabilize the heel really well. Also provides some extra durability, and the fact that there's no nubs here actually makes this landing a little bit smoother. So I think that was actually a really good call, and I was like, I was very curious what that was. But just an Yeah, talking that, that stripe in the back, kind yeah. of down through the pencil. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. This, I mean, I think you guys bo both have said this, but this is in the contention for one yeah. of the best shoes this year, at least in the training category, if not beyond. It's uh, very versatile, offers a lot, can really go the distance, super light for that kind of category of shoe. You know, for, for the protective shoes, you know, you're looking at like the Triumph 18 coming out that just came out. You're looking at um, Wave Sky, you know, a lot of these premium trainers they're heavier and they're running you know 150 160 this is coming in at 130 yep. um and it's 8.6 ounces but for me had just enough just as much you know protection underneath for those long runs agreed definitely and i'll just give reebok some kudos for just being super aesthetic and making good looking shoes i mean there's a red colorway that all of us are drooling over so we'll see if we get a <laughs> pair of those yeah, I might have to buy it. Totally. Well, awesome. If you guys don't have any other thoughts, um, we'll kind of wrap it up here. If you want to hear if this shoe were a blank, what would it be and why? You'll have to go back to our conversation with Casey. We compared it to an office episode or an office, the office character, as well as friends, um, yeah. <laughs> as well as friends. So you can go back and check that out. Um, but. Thanks for listening. These are our thoughts on uh, putting the Reebok Symmetros on your feet. Please subscribe to our podcast as well as our YouTube channel. Follow us on our media channels. All that stuff helps support the work that we're doing. Um, and we just love the opportunity to, to put out content for people to think more about what you're putting on your feet and why. Um, and we look forward to doing more in our next episode.